This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, how do you keep yourself safe from financial fraud? My next guest is here to help with that. We'll talk to the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority. It's Fraud Awareness Month in Canada, and he's got some great advice to keep you safe. That's coming up, but first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Canada is banning TikTok from all government-issued mobile devices. It's all because of worries over the video sharing app, which is owned by the Chinese government. There are fears that Beijing could use it to sweep up the user's information. A bunch of provincial governments, including BC, have joined in on the ban for their employees as well. Both the U.S. and European Union have recently banned government staff from using TikTok on work-issued devices. Denmark's parliament also this week urged its lawmakers and employees against using uh, TikTok on their phones, citing a, quote, risk of espionage. Are we headed for a recession this year in B.C.? Not likely, according to the Conference Board of Canada. It says, however, it's still not ruling out sluggish or even negative growth for B.C., and other provinces heading into 2024. The board's latest provincial outlook out this past week calls for negative growth over at least one quarter, as the chief economist Pedro Antunes describes economic activity as hitting a wall. He says interest rates will be steady, but still restrictive over the coming year. And he predicts BC, Ontario, and Quebec will be the province's hardest hit by the extra borrowing costs. The board is also expecting a bit of a bounce back in activities next year and in 2025. So that's good news. Tesla says it wants to cut the price of their cars in half, and they hope they can do that in the coming years by using innovative manufacturing techniques and smaller factories. CEO Elon Musk and other executives outlined the goals during a three and a half hour investor day presentation at its uh, Austin, Texas headquarters on Wednesday. Design chief Franz von Halshausen says the company has to get the costs of the cars down in order to reach its target of making 20 million electric vehicles. One of the ideas is to use is to build the vehicles in smaller modular units and then bring those together and that'll use a lot less space. Health Canada is warning people to stop using two types of child car seats due to the risk of injury. The regulator says the child secure seatbelt vest and toddler child car booster seat are not certified and they don't meet safety standards. The two products were sold in different colors through the online joygeneralstore.com and may have been sold on other online marketplaces. The recall notice says using these child car seats is illegal under provincial and territorial highway regulations. So what happens if you're on a plane and a piece of luggage in the overhead bin catches fire? U.S. regulators are looking into it. It happened during a flight to Orlando. Several people on board the diverted Spirit Airlines flight were taken to hospital after a battery from a personal item caught fire in the overhead bin. The airline has provided refunds and vouchers to its passengers and arranged for ground transportation. Gee, thanks. The band Nickelback 
got a lot of grief for some reason over the years. Despite having a lot of fans, people just love to make fun of Nickelback. So they probably deserve a little good attention for a change. And that's what they're getting from Calgary's National Music Center. They are paying tribute to Nickelback. They formed in Hannah, Alberta. In 1995, a special retrospective exhibit will include instruments, memorabilia, concert footage, and more from Nickelback's career. It launches ahead of the band's induction into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame at the Juno Awards in Edmonton later this month, March 13th. Nickelback kicks off a world tour this June in North America. They'll hit Rogers Arena in Vancouver on June 28th. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Up next, it's Fraud Awareness Month. How safe are your finances? We'll find out from the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And you know, when you think about life's big decisions, besides the ones related to love, I can't help you much with that. But the big decisions like your investments, buying a home, your pension, you want to make those decisions with confidence and you want to know that you're protected. And that's what the BC Financial Services Authority is here for. The BCFSA is a crown agency responsible for the supervision and regulation of the financial sector in this province. They're looking out for you. And you can find them online at bcfsa.ca. And they have just launched uh, Fraud Awareness Month. And to talk about what we should be aware of when it comes to financial fraud is the CEO of the BCFA, Blair Morrison. Hi, Blair. How are you? Hi, Martin. How are you? And thanks so much for uh, giving me the chance to talk to you and your audience today. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'm really looking forward to talking about uh, financial fraud and how people can protect themselves and, and what they really have to look out for. But first, let's let's kind of get an, uh, an introduction to the BC Financial Services Authority. As I say, your website is bcfsa.ca. Just to tell us a little bit about the BCFSA. So thank you, Martin. As you mentioned quite correctly, we're a crown agency, so we're part of the larger government ecosystem, but we are a separate entity. And we regulate the financial services sector in British Columbia. And this is a sector, um, Martin, that is incredibly important to the overall prosperity of the of the province in terms of economic growth. But it's also more also very important at the at the individual level for British Columbians, as you mentioned. Um, that when British Columbians think about deciding to take a pension, uh, deciding where to um, deposit their money in a credit union or other financial institution, when they're buying a home, that's where BCFSA plays and regulates. Um, the financial service sector, um, Martin, is, is, is enormous. It stretches huh. from what we'd call financial institutions, so credit unions, provincially regulated credit unions, to trust companies and insurance companies um, that do business here. Um, it touches uh, real estate licensees um, that support, you know, the buying and selling of real estate, mortgage brokers. And we also have an accountability for um, reviewing real estate development marketing activities. We deal with pension funds uh, that are registered here in the province. 
And we also um, oversee the deposit insurance regime. So when you deposit your money in a BC credit union, um, there is uh, a guarantee from QDIC, um, the company that we administer in terms of that money. So it's quite broad. It's quite expansive. And um, that helps us in a number of different ways, which I'd you know, be more than pleased to talk about a little bit more as we go through this. Our main goals, um, uh, Martin, are to promote confidence in the sector. We want people to feel confident that the people that they're dealing with are properly trained, properly licensed. Um, the bad actors are being dealt with. And, you know, when you have confidence in the system, you are um, you're, you feel better about the transaction. You feel better about participating. So it's a it's a confidence through making sure that those individual entities are safe and sound. Um, they're taking care of risk, but also that as you as a consumer can be protected when you deal with some of those most important transactions in your lifetime. Yeah, that's an interesting concept, the whole idea of confidence. And I guess for the system to work, uh, because the financial system, so much of it for, for us consumers is, you know, we're just putting our trust in it. We're, you know, we're looking yeah. online and we're seeing the numbers, but if we don't feel confident that uh, everybody is on the up and up, then the whole system falls apart. Yeah. So let me, let me, and that's exactly right. So let me give you an example of where BCFSA <clears throat> as a very broad as a regulator of a very broad-based section, can uh, can play. So um, you decided that you are you found your dream home and it's working good, and you want to go buy it. So we want you to make sure that you deal with a registered licensee in the real estate space, who we have trained and licensed <clears throat> and provided guidance to in terms of his or her or their obligations. It comes time for you to buy that house, and uh, that's great. There's money that comes into the system, and we want to make sure from a you know, proper source of funds and did the transaction occur properly. <clears throat> After you sign that agreement of purchase and sale, Martin, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to need some more money. You might talk to a mortgage broker, or you might talk to um, a financial institution like a credit union. Again, those are areas that BCFSA regulates overseas and uh, make sure that people are being properly licensed, properly trained, and are and are looking out for, you know, the interests of the consumers um, that they are engaged with. <clears throat> when the right. deal closes, Martin, there's a lot of money that comes into the system, and we want to make sure the source of funds and the uh, transactions properly documented. And and at the end of the deal, at the end of that transaction, where BCFSA has connected all the dots and looked at that circumstance, we want to make sure that the transaction has played out. In a fair way, people have done their jobs. People have maintained um, their level of service that we require them to do, and that the transaction ultimately is is one where people can say, "I have confidence that it went well. I was treated fairly, and it's good for me, and it's good for the province." This is Vancouver Consumer. We're talking to Blair Morrison. He's the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority, uh, giving us all confidence in uh, dealing with a with a big umbrella of uh, different financial situations, from credit unions to mortgage brokers, pensions, all sorts of things, uh, trusts and all those things. And if you want to uh, go to their website and learn more, go to bcfsa.ca. And uh, Blair, you mentioned that uh, it's fraud 
Awareness Month. You've launched that. Um, why is uh, this such an important topic? And I want to kind of get into some of the instances that people may find themselves uh, involved in fraud. But uh, wh- first off, just a big question. Why is uh, the topic of fraud uh, so important in the financial world? Yeah, so, Martin, you are correct. March is Fraud Awareness Month across the country. And as we talk about what BCFSA does, part of that is consumer protection and consumer awareness. And fraud is a criminal act. Um, the police get involved. But given the importance of the transactions, the amount of money involved, um, the overall you know, impact to individual communities, it's certainly an area where BCFSA wants to make sure that um, people are aware of the issues. They are aware of things to look out for um, and are aware of things that um, we can help them as a regulator. Um, fraud is is not helpful to anybody except the bad actor. And if we want to have a system where people can feel confident, we need to do our best to deal with the bad actors in the sector. So again, you know, fraud is a criminal matter, but when you look at so many of the um, areas that BCFSA plays in, um, the opportunity for fraud exists. And we want to make sure that um, consumers, your audience, um, people across British Columbia, you know, are aware of that, and can think of, and I'm sure we'll go into this, where, where some resources are and where some you know, basic tips that people can uh, keep in mind as they go through these kinds of transactions. Yeah, and I, I read about stories all the time of different frauds, uh, and they seem to be uh, so innovative because we're in this sort of digital world and, and the bad actors are finding new ways to fleece people from their money. Um, so I guess it's it's a situation where you have to be on top of it all the time. Uh, give me an example of uh, something that uh, you, you've been dealing with in terms of fraud that might uh, affect a lot of people here in BC. Yeah, so on a personal level, I mean, it's, it's about um, uh, the increasing sophistication, as you mentioned it. Uh, you know, we all have, you know, in the world of email, where uh, people's email addresses can either be, you know, determined uh, through searches or even through looking through garbage in some places, to just simply guessing. I mean, we are being bombarded um, with emails and text messages and often those are from, sometimes there are from bad actors. And when you think of some of our most vulnerable in our society, maybe grandparents, uh, maybe the elderly, you know, maybe their grandson or granddaughter or grandchild has set them up to maybe, you know, respond to emails. And, you know, maybe, you know, grandma or grandpa, you know, used a scenario where, hey, I'm going to send a little bit of money to my grandson or grandchild or granddaughter and, you know, for their birthday or to help them out with a special event. All of a sudden, this grandfather um, gets a message that says, um, granddad, I'm in trouble. Um, I, I need $100. I need $1,000. I need $10,000 right away um, to pay my rent or to pay school. Can you send it to me? Just use the same process I've showed before. But what we don't know is, has somebody hacked into um, the grandchild's account? Are they using that in a manipulative manner? And, you know, we know some of our folks are looking at the scenario and say, oh, I've got to help my friend immediately. We need to ensure that everyone in the society is very focused on understanding where some of the bad actors can play and how we can prevent it. 
In, in the particular area that we play in, we've heard a lot about um, land title and mortgage frauds. Um, there's been lots of communication in the press. Um, these have mostly been things we've seen in Ontario. Here in BC, you know, I work together with the Law Society, the notaries, uh, the Land Title Service, Service uh, Survey Authority, um, the insurers, and we got together and talked about this from a BC perspective. Um, land title fraud, where someone um, uh, mistaken, or sorry, someone takes over an identity of a homeowner, or tries to put a mortgage on a house or transfer a property, it is pretty rare here in British Columbia. Um, it is not um, at all um, a regular occurrence, but it is something that does occur in our space, and it's important for us to um, coordinate work with other regulators to make sure that we are making sure that there are no holes or gaps in the system, but also to make sure that we're communicating to folks, um, to customers, to consumers, to give them a sense of what they should expect and whether or not this is rampant. And, you know, it's not um, one in a million, but it is fairly, fairly rare. But it is something that has received a lot of press. And, you know, people should be able to ask their regulators um, and ask the people that are part of the system, what am I seeing, what am I expecting, and should I be concerned? And that's where the BC Financial Services Authority comes in. Uh, people can go to the website, bcfsa.ca, and uh, there's all sorts of resources on the website. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how people can uh, can use that resource, bcfsa.ca. Also want to, want to talk about you've just been uh, uh, voted as one of the best places to work in BC, which is kind of cool. We'll talk about that when we come back. But we're talking to Blair Morrison. He's the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority, as I say, bcfsa.ca. And it is Fraud Awareness Month. So when you're talking about fraud in, in any of the financial arenas in the province, from, uh, you know, everything from uh, mortgages to pensions to uh, insurance, credit unions, all that stuff. It's all covered by the BCFSA. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about fraud and how you can protect yourself from some of the fraud that is becoming more and more rampant in the province. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to Blair Morrison, the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority, bcfsa.ca. It's a Crown Agency responsible for the supervision and regulation of the financial service sector. Basically, they're keeping us safe. And uh, March is Fraud Awareness Month uh, right across the country. And uh, it's a it's a big part of what the BCFSA does. You can go to bcfsa.ca. That's their website to get lots of information about the organization. And Blair Morrison, the CEO, is our guest. And we're talking about um, fraud because it's Fraud Awareness Month. And I guess when you talk about financial fraud, the phrase identity theft comes up all the time. Uh, let's talk a little bit about identity theft and what do people need to be aware of and how can they keep themselves safe? 
Yeah, so Martin, you're exactly right. I mean, fraud is often based on a simple, a simple premise, which is somebody takes something that is not theirs, pretends to be someone else, and um, executes a transaction that benefits them as the bad actor and, uh, and hurts the, the true owner. So identity theft is becoming much, much more sophisticated. The ability for uh, bad actors and fraudsters out there to um, use the Internet, uh, to use resources, to create identities um, is, is much more rampant and much more effective, to be quite honest, than it has in prior years. So the first thing I would say to consumers is, you know, we have, an, we have um, the police services, we have regulators like the BC Financial Services Authority, but this is, a, this is a, um, an issue that impacts consumers and consumers have to be aware and aware of the, the risks. So the first thing I would um, say to your listeners and say to, as I say to my family and all the time is, be careful of emails. Be careful of emails that come across asking for personal information, um, whether or not that be from allegedly your bank or your, or your trust company or your um, credit union, your insurer, a regulator. Um, the sophistication, the, the use of logos, the, um, the professionalism of some of these emails that have come across um, are quite, quite high. And um, it is often the way that um, identity theft and fraud starts by someone um, tricking uh, an individual uh, into providing information uh, over the Internet um, that is personal, um, address, email, age, birth date, even banking information, um, social insurance numbers. So be very, very careful about your interactions. When you're dealing with our sector, we have licensed professionals. And, you know, so at the end of the day, if you're thinking about um, you know, buying a home, check out and make sure that you are dealing with a licensed professional. We have that list on our website. If you're going to um, use a credit union, we again have that list of authorized credit unions in the province and the people that we um, recognize. Um, we can't be complacent of individuals. So, you know, we in the good old days, maybe we'd, we had bank accounts that we'd go every two weeks and we'd get our bank statements updated. That was a long time ago, Martin. I'm sorry about that. But I remember <laughs> that. Um, now it's all on the Internet. And um, you need to make sure that you are um, looking at your accounts, um, looking at your um, uh, credit cards. Are you seeing different changes? Are you seeing charges that don't, you don't see? Look at your mortgage statements. All of us, most of us have a mortgage. Do you see anything different there? Um, talk to your financial institution. Um, ask them how they're protecting your personal information. So I, I think there's a real role here um, because of the level of sophistication. Um, and it's not simply just in our province. Um, you know, this is an issue that is, is international. And we often find, Martin, that some of the bad actors are, are not just beyond our borders in British Columbia and Canada, but they're from around the world. So there is a role for individuals to play. We have um, those kinds of um, suggestions and helpful hints on the website. They're also available on our social media, um, whether or not that's LinkedIn or, or Facebook or others. And, you know, the end of the day is we need individuals to be aware of fraud, um, the potential of fraud, and we need you to be um, more engaged in the conversation, um, you know, have face-to-face -face meetings, make sure that you're gaining trust 
that you can feel confident um, with those individuals. And the most important part of all that is, at the end of the day, if you feel that somehow you have been uh, treated poorly, treated unfairly, treated um, in a fraudulent way, report. Report to the police. Call us. We will do our best to look through that situation. And where we can, we will work with you and, you know, go after those bad actors so it doesn't happen again um, in, in for the province and for other people in British Columbia. The website is bcfsa.ca. It's the BC Financial Services Authority, um, a crown agency. And uh, I guess uh, it's, it's, a, it's a relatively new agency. And I guess it's just uh, kind of sad to say, but it's sort of a growth industry uh, protecting us from fraud. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, we, we always say that, you know, there's, uh, as I said earlier, Martin, I mean, if we can help instill confidence in the marketplace, that's where you want to be. You want to be in a place where um, the institutions are well-managed and dealing with risk. You want to make sure that the individuals that you're dealing with are licensed in education. And, and that's what we're focused on. BCFSA is, is a creature of statute. We have um, 10 statutes that we are, have authority over. As I said, it's a broad range, trust, companies, credit unions, mortgage brokers, um, licensees. Um, and, and we have come together as an organization um, over the last four years, and in particular over the last two years when we've integrated real estate into, um, into our authority. Um, we are, um, you know, about 350 people. Um, we're based in, um, in, in Vancouver and in Victoria, but we have employees all across the province. And, you know, like so many places, our employees are our strength. We have a lot of many well-educated, sophisticated individuals that are working um, and are passionate about the mandate to instill confidence and ensure safety and soundness and to protect British Columbians. And we have been um, like on a journey, like all of us, through COVID, through um, through challenges in the economy and, and um, through a, a market that we don't know what really post-COVID really looks like. And I'm, I'm so proud of the people at BCFSA. And, you know, we do surveys um, and we participate in, 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 in surveys with, um, you know, uh, national, um, national uh, newspapers and other things. And, you know, two really big awards over the last um, uh, literally four or five months. Um, we've made the list of top employers in British Columbia, um, which means, you know, um, you know, a, a third party has looked at us in terms of the work we do, the support we give for our employees and have viewed us that worthy of that list. And that makes us feel good. And our own internal surveys, we, we use a, a survey approach called Great Place to Work, which you will see in a number of um, different organizations. And we've been certified now two years in a row as a great place to work. So I'm really proud of the team. Uh, they do a really great job. They work very hard and they're very passionate about the objectives that we've been talking about today, protecting the people of British Columbia and, and serving, quite frankly, the province. So I wanted to give them, uh, give them a shout out as I talk to you today. Oh, that's great. And congratulations on being recognized as one of BC's top employers. You must, there must be like lots of donuts in the lunchroom and stuff. Because it sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like a, Always healthy snacks, oh, Mark. And oh, donuts. that's good. 
Oh, good. As long as they're healthy. But it's a good place to work. Uh, we're talking to Blair Morrison, the CEO of the BC Financial Services Authority, bcfsa.ca. And uh, we've been talking about uh, financial fraud. And uh, as in the last few minutes that we have, uh, you kind of touched on sort of the years ahead, post-COVID, where we're going in 2023. Is it 2023? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Um, but where we're headed, I mean, obviously, in terms of the financial world and things like financial fraud, things changed dramatically with COVID. Um, what do you see for, for the years ahead? Um, I, I guess we're still kind of figuring that out. Yeah, I think we're figuring out on a number of different levels. I mean, what does work look like? How do we engage folks? You know, we talk about communities. And, you know, communities used to be based on geography. They used to be based on certain professions. Now they're based on, you know, communities on the web and where you can go and talk and deal with, um, you know, the people at that level. As I look at 2023 and beyond, we still are dealing with what COVID has done to the economy, um, has impacted people's personal lives. Um, you know, what work looks like. Are we all working from home? Are we working from the office? Is there a hybrid a lot of companies are still, um, everyone is still struggling with that looks like and, and can culture and productivity um, and wellness, um, how do all those things fall together? The economy in British Columbia, the economy across Canada, the world, I mean, there's uncertainty. Um, we've, uh, we've seen a level of inflation. We've seen a level of interest rates um, that um, have not been uh, the norm for the last couple of years. And, you know, there is certainly some signs of brightness, but there's also some signs of challenge and risk. So what I would encourage um, individuals as they look at um, whatever it is they're doing, their budgets, their financial services choices, you know, sometimes in a lot of cases, I should say bad actors when the economy is weak, uh, you often see the bad actors come back and come back in force because they need to... Um, chase um, their return, chase the money that they need to make. And, you know, sometimes in this economy, um, uh, regulators are needed more than, more than they ever are in terms of trying to protect those bad actors, to protect the public against those bad actors who are chasing those funds. So what I would say to um, the folks, 2023 is uncertain. Um, in, and as talking about fraud prevention, we have to we have to know that um, just like fraud is can be in a good market, it is often more prevalent in a bad market, and we want to make sure that people um, are aware, uh, can can protect themselves, and to know where resources are to um, to report fraud, um, or also hope in the best case to educate them on how to prevent it from happening to them. And a good first step is to go to bcfsa.ca. It's the website of the BC Financial Services Authority. And we've been talking to uh, Blair Morrison, the CEO of the BCFSA. Thank you so much for talking to us. It was really interesting. Thank you so much and uh, have a great day to everyone. Thank you, Blair. And once again, bcfsa.ca is the website. Coming up, it's Vancouver Consumer. And it was on this day one of the most famous but secret weddings ever held in Canada happened on this day right here in North Van back in the early 70s. I've got that story of the most famous secret wedding ever held in Canada 
right here in North Van. That story is next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. Do you like weddings? Who doesn't? One of the most famous, or perhaps infamous, weddings ever to take place in Canada happened right here in Vancouver on this day, March 4th, back in 1971. However, at the time, it didn't get a lot of attention. This was until the next day, when the mother of the bride tipped off the Vancouver Sun and the wedding became national news. That was because the ceremony marked the marriage of Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau and North Vancouver native Margaret Sinclair. In 1971, Trudeau was Canada's most eligible bachelor. He was 55 years old. Margaret Sinclair was 22. It was a top-secret ceremony held at St. Stephen's Roman Catholic Church in North Vancouver, close to Margaret's family home on Highland Drive. It was held in front of only a handful of close friends and immediate family. It was supposed to be 18 people, but five of them were stuck in Montreal because of bad weather. According to the report in the newspaper the following day, a wedding had been expected by the family for months. They just didn't know when until it all came together very suddenly and very quickly. In the late 60s and up until the wedding, Trudeau had a reputation for being a a bit of a ladies' man, a man about town when it came to the many high-profile girlfriends he was seen with. He was even linked to Barbara Streisand. And when news broke about the wedding back in 1971, many Canadians were surprised that it wasn't Barbara Streisand. Still, the 33-year age gap between Trudeau and Margaret Sinclair stood out, though Margaret's mother had no problems with it. Uh, She told reporters that he may be old, but he's young at heart. Margaret's mother also added that Margaret is a very intelligent girl and she's a great sport. She can do anything he can do. That's Margaret's mother. Trudeau would go on to serve 15 years as prime minister and become one of the most admired and at the same time reviled figures in Canadian politics. Uh, Depends on uh, where you stand. It wasn't the smoothest marriage either. And it was rocky from the start. Margaret would suffer from undiagnosed bipolar disorder and was reportedly resentful of Pierre Trudeau's obsessive devotion to his work as prime minister. Within a few years, Margaret would threaten suicide with a kitchen knife. She would openly smoke cannabis at 54 Sussex Drive and allegedly have affairs. Uh, One of them was apparently with uh, Ron Wood of the Rolling Stones. Not all that surprisingly, Pierre and Margaret separated in 1977, six years after the marriage that happened on this day in 1971. And it wasn't all bad though. Uh, Margaret and Pierre during their marriage did have three kids, all of them boys. I'm sure you know one of them. He's currently our 23rd prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Her other two sons are filmmaker and author Sasha Trudeau and Michelle Trudeau, who you might remember died in an avalanche here in B.C. while skiing in Kokanee Glacier Provincial Park near Nelson back in 1998. Pierre Trudeau was still alive when that tragedy happened. He would die two years later at the age of 80. 
Margaret Trudeau would go on to become an activist from 2002 to 2017. She was the honorary president of Water Aid Canada, an organization dedicated to bringing sustainable, clean water to developing countries. She was also an outspoken advocate for mental health issues. In 2010, she wrote a book called Changing My Mind, all about her personal experience with bipolar disorder. And one more thing about Margaret Trudeau. She is the first and only woman in Canadian history to have been both the wife and the mother of a Canadian prime minister. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. We're here two to four every Saturday afternoon. I want to thank our intrepid producer, Leo Coelho, and we'll see you next week on Vancouver Consumer. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.